0: All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of What the Deuce, brought to you by Cracked Rackets. I'm Christian Harris, I got Trey McCombs here with me again tonight. What's up, man? How's it going?
1: I'm surprised you can talk after having your jaw broken. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, oh. For, yeah. For everyone that hasn't seen it, <laughs> um, yeah, I was coaching. I, honestly, I was honestly, coaching the other weekend, and I just got you got rocking f- lasered in the face. <laughs>
1: Oh my God, man, that's the funniest thing. I've watched it so many times. I watched it six times just in the thirty seconds here that we've started. Man, <laughs> I think I think the funniest part about it is for for those who haven't seen it, it's Christian standing by the net at a women's college tennis match, and a serve goes out wide to this girl's backhand, and she just absolutely hits it as hard as she can, and it goes right into his face. <laughs> It is odd. It's just, I think my favorite parts about it are that you don't really react much. You just get hit and you turn, and then you just kind of look back and put your head down. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, man, I hate man, that. I have CTE. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, I mean, that's awesome to begin with. But then there is the fact that you see the girl and you know she was like really going after it because she was off balance. And she was hitting it so hard because she you can't see her on the screen anymore. So she's like falling to the left, trying to rip this <laughs> down the line. And she catches it so late, which is something I've done very frequently. So I know how that feels. And I know what it's like to hit somebody standing by the net, except for mine was a ref. And... <laughs> which was really funny i mean but... i got
0: lucky to or, i didn't get lucky <laughs> that was not lucky i was the unluckiest person ever because there were four people over there there's like a photographer another coach yeah and oh. there was a ref and if you look at the if you look at the video again the ref's like oh shit.
1: <laughs> yeah the, the photographer doesn't even notice he doesn't even see it. Almost. no he
0: must be focused on something but
1: yeah then you have the other coach that like, flinches so bad. <laughs> I think I think that's what it is. You don't flinch. <laughs> you don't flinch at all. You just take it and you're just like, oh. <laughs> like, I can't, I can't keep watching it, man. I've been, I haven't been, I have been able to do anything all day at work. I was watching it, and the guy that sits next to me was just like, what the f*** is wrong with you? And I'm just like, I'm watching this video of my friend get absolutely railed in the face by a tennis ball. <laughs> oh, I'm glad,
0: my, I'm glad my pain and misery is your, your enjoyment <laughs> along with so many others. I, I put, I put that oh. up on Instagram too. And I don't think I got one like, Oh, that looks like it hurt. I'm sorry. Are you all right? It was like, haha, this is the funniest <laughs> I've ever seen.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, you don't, you don't see that very often. And it very seldom happens to someone that like, you know, <laughs> and I think that's just the best part about it is just because I know how much I would hate to be in that situation. And I know how much you hate that. And I know it's just, oh, but it's so funny. I got
0: really lucky too, because it hit me like right on the jaw muscle, <laughs> like really hard, yeah, I mean... but like it hit me right on the jaw muscle. I was chewing gum oh, and I man. think I was like biting down right when that happened.
1: Oh, but I mean, my sunglasses stayed on my face. <laughs> like, I know that's I think, man, it's just such a great video because it really is just you taking a hit. But like in the purest way imaginable, you don't <laughs> flinch, you don't do anything. You're just like, all right, hit me. And then you get hit and you're like, all right, I got hit.
0: That's the best part. Well, I'm glad that you, it looks that way because oh. my head, I'm like, F- you like you
1: motherfucker. <laughs> Well, I mean, the video cuts off like pretty much immediately after you get hit, almost. So I've got (laughs) got extended footage. I've got extended footage of it. Well, we'll we need you got to share it. You got to share it. I'll try to to find the rest of it. But yeah, I've only seen the small part. (laughs) All
0: right, on today's episode, we will go through baseline news, our favorite segment, tweets from Brad. We get into uh, one of our one of our voicemail questions that we asked last episode, or maybe it was on Twitter. I'm not sure now. But uh, and then we had a great interview with head coach from uh, TCU, Coach David Roddy. Really cool dude.
1: Oh yeah, so, no, definitely a good guy. Super funny too.
0: Yeah, just a just an overall good guy. Probably, would, <clears throat> probably is a lot of fun to play for. So yeah. All right, we'll get into the baseline news. Miami just wrapped up. Uh, Roger won again. It was his 28th Masters title, which is absurd, and it was his 50th Masters title that he was a part of, or like so Masters how, final.
1: Sorry. How many? How many Masters are there a year? That's a good question. Um, so there's Indian Wells, Miami, Monte Carlo, Madrid, Rome, Canada, Cincinnati, Shanghai, and Paris. How many is that? Well, it's eight. No, nine. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. That's nine of them.
0: And he's been to 50 of those finals.
1: Yeah. So that's good.
0: Yeah, that's not bad. I think that's good. I think it's okay.
1: It's crazy looking at all of these, like, Masters 1000s tournaments on Wikipedia, though, the little matrix, because there's so many Spanish flags, because Nadal won so many, Nadal
0: of them. won a ton of them. And then who else is on that list? Like, Ferreira, I mean, Djokovic
1: I has quite a few. It's really just Fed, Djokovic, and Nadal. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Going back to like two thousand
0: nine. I see what you're saying. Yeah, a lot of, lot of Nadal, a lot of Feder, Djokovic. I guess Murray was in there a few times.
1: Yeah, but I mean, really, all I see are plus signs, and oh, okay, I, all I see are plus signs in the Spanish flags. So. It used to be the ATP Masters Series from 2004 to 2008, and then it became the ATP Masters 1000. I didn't know
0: that that changed that much. Yeah,
1: I mean, well, it hasn't changed in like 11 years, so.
0: Right. Anyway, Roger ended up winning 6-1, 6-4 against John Isner, and the first set took 24 minutes. I don't know how You you break his serve that many times, but.
1: it's Fed played really well. I know we're not supposed to actually talk about like tennis and stuff, but. Um, it was, I watched him play Kevin Anderson and he just like destroyed him. Yeah. He like truly ran, like, I'm not going to say ran a (laughs) chain, but he, he, uh, he ran through him for sure. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he ran it on him, but that's fine. You know, um, but no, for real. (laughs) Anderson got destroyed and fed I think feds just decided that he's not going to play those matches the way they want to play him anymore because he's just so good he's just like whatever I'm going to do this and you're going to deal with it
0: he doesn't have anything to prove at this point like yeah he's just I'm going to do my thing and if I don't if I don't perform that day whatever yeah I'll go but he's always like
1: two sets of twins right he's always performing though that's just the. yeah it's sickening it's It's just old
0: yeah Isner took a, a medical break in the second <laughs> in the second set, and uh, apparently his left foot was injured. I'm completely blaming Fila and the fact that he has to wear Fila tennis shoes on that injury.
1: I I think that Fila probably does have a lot of the blame, but you also got to put it on the Bass Pro Shops hat.
0: Bass Pro Shops hat, the Fila shoes, and maybe being I like six the Fila shirts.
1: Like you know, the Fila shirts and the Fila pants are fine, but their shoes are bad.
0: Shoes are real and bad. The-
1: the Bass Pro Shops hat is bad too.
0: It, it's not a good look.
1: I mean, I hope they're paying him a lot. You know, but they have to. At, at the same time, man, I also kind of feel like he's just like, yeah, I f- love Bass Pro Shops. Like this is, I love this place. They have jeans that fit. <laughs> have
0: you been in a Bass <laughs> Pro Shops? They're amazing.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're really cool. Like, I mean, that's zero percent my thing. Like, I don't have, I don't think there is anything there that they sell that I would have interest in i just really want to go or, fishing
0: in one right. of those giant tanks yeah the, the
1: huge oh, aquarium is cool i'm a dream. big fan of that
0: all right and the women's <laughs> side we had ashley barty winning the finals against pliskova barty looked good but really what i wanted to talk about from the women's side of this tournament was angelique kerber lost to andrescu from canada again for the second week and uh no
1: second time in one week
0: yes because they, they played in indian wells and she lost yeah. in the final so yeah i guess it, it was one week she came up to shake hands and the mic picked up kerber calling and Drescu. what'd she say she you were like the biggest, biggest drama queen, queen ever. ever like yeah
1: Andreescu's oh man. she gave her the walk girl. by yeah that's so funny and then right after the match, she that. tweeted
0: at her and it was like great performance on a well-deserved win
1: yeah i mean It was it was a well deserved win because she beat the shit out of her, but uh, um, but yeah, no, that's just her being petty. I think it's so funny that old people do that still. I say old, but what Kerber's my age, but uh,
0: that's just like the oh,
1: she's thirty one. Okay, she's old. She's old.
0: That's just like the pettiest thing though to tell a kid. Like you're the biggest yeah. drama queen ever. Like
1: yeah, like, no, of that's course
0: of course she's tired. Like she hasn't played that much tennis in her life, and she's eighteen. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't give a sh. I think it's it's so funny that Angelique Kerber would be like, "Wow, I'm so mad at this because of that."
0: Right. Right. And Dresky just took it like a champ too. She's just like, "All right, whatever." Um, yeah. That's the I mean, best she's thing 18. you can do are, in that situation. What are you gonna do? Like, it? Yeah. You Don't say anything. Like, makes her look like ten times worse now. So all right. We're going to start on this podcast, we're going to start giving out a gold star like you used to get in elementary school for being like a good noodle or a good kid in class. So I'll give out the first gold star and it's to uh, Borna Korich for beating Kyrgios in the round of 16 just because I don't like Curious very much. So that, okay. was, that was awesome. Yeah.
1: Who does the second gold star go to?
0: Second gold star goes to Peia and Souza, the doubles team who also beat Curios in the first round of doubles. Oh, nice! So he nice. Got... I like that. So we go double gold stars for uh for a doubles pair that y'all probably have never heard of, and but it was great.
1: Wait, you cheat? You're giving out three gold stars? Three
0: gold stars. Yeah, two. Yeah, two for the doubles, and then one. For... So you
1: why? Wow, you so you're trying to cheat already. On the first installment <laughs> of the gold star giveaway, you're going three instead of two.
0: <laughs> I mean, do they get? Are to you going gold star? Yeah, we, yeah I mean, they're. Gold star? Yeah,
1: let's split it. All right, yeah, you fine. only got two of them to give. Fine, one gold Are star you gonna... for Korich,
0: and then one split gold star for <laughs> Peya and Souza.
1: All right, now you have to go and I'll, I'll find a picture of them, but you got to go and Photoshop. A gold star sticker onto it and then post it on the twitter <laughs> all right <laughs> i'll go find the
0: biggest most obnoxious gold stars i can but nice
1: perfect that we can round, only give them one
0: okay no half i'll get i'll put half on one and half on the other
1: oh well i mean you got to do it for or for corridge corage yeah okay that's fine <laughs> born corn <laughs> that's why i was like i was like i have no idea who the f- that's supposed to be got
0: auto-corrected to born corn it sounds like <laughs> something that brad gilbert would call him
1: oh my goodness
0: but in that first round match curious and they lost like 10-8 in a breaker i think curious is playing with taylor fritz and isn't he, that
1: the kid that's got like all the kids i think he's got one kid but okay i don't know I, I knew one of them was mormon he has like eight kids or he's wanting to have eight kids is that the same guy <laughs> no i don't I have,
0: I have no idea there's a philip rivers out there of, of tennis
1: yeah i think so Jeez. <laughs> so funny
0: not many mormon tennis players out there um <laughs> curious in that doubles match he went to shake hands with the ref and pulled his hand back and asked what the f- is wrong with you and you're a disgrace like straight to his face. And there are kids there and it's a doubles match that curious probably doesn't care
1: about anyway.
0: He's just, it's just goes to show that he is truly the worst.
1: Yeah. He's certainly bad. I mean, he really is. And normally I like stuff like that. I think it's funny, but it's just kind of boring now with him. Cause it's like, it's not like fed saying it. Like if fed was like, man, you suck. you would be like, Whoa, that guy must be really bad. Cause it's fed. But now you're just like, Oh, Man, I hate that you got to deal with that, man. Nixon, piece of shit, guy.
0: <laughs> yeah, like when Roddick did it, that was great. I, I miss Roddick in the game. The more that we're talking yeah. about tennis and this podcast and everything, I wish Andy Roddick was still playing because he was, oh, he was man. fun to watch.
1: Absolutely. When those reruns would come on right before the US Open, that was my one of my favorite parts about college, really. Oh, I take that back. It was significantly far from my favorite parts, <laughs> but it was a fun time. Uh, when I would move move in like a week or two early, and all those like U.S. Open reruns when yep. Andy Roddick was just balling out, or on you get to see him win the win the U.S. Open like three times in a week.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, it's just so an much Andy fun. Roddick highlight reel for yeah, getting people excited for the U.S. Open.
1: Yeah, and it did it. It did a really good job. It got me more excited for the U.S. Open than any other tennis match, I think.
0: That's true. Watching like Roger <laughs> highlights from Wimbledon that was kind of cool. But Yeah, but
1: that's not it's not the same. It's not the same. I don't I don't have the uh I don't have the same pride that I get when I see Roddick do it cuz like Roddick really stood for like represented me, you know. He
0: represented you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he he was like It's
0: very similar. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, man.
0: All right. Let's transition I over. I was, to, trying to, I
1: was trying to make it funny.
0: <laughs> let's transition <laughs> over to our favorite segment. Tweets from Brad Gilbert.
2: How you doing, everybody? I'm
0: Brad Gilbert.
2: And I still haven't figured out this game of tennis, and I've been
1: involved in it for 50 years. It goes on. Man. Goodness gracious. <laughs>
0: yeah, and maybe the dumbest tweet I've ever seen in post. Oh,
1: I have, even sent—I sent, I sent it, it to you. I'll I'll find it, but I I know I sent it to you. And I was just like, oh my god, I've been getting got by Woodshed Nation though.
0: Yes, what, oh. is that it? Yeah, Man, here's here's the. has been getting me. Well, let's plug. I wanted to plug them anyway, but here's a Twitter account. It's it's at Woodshed Nation, which is I think Woodshed is something Brad Gilbert frequently talks about, and it just is a mockery of every single little thing that Brad Gilbert would say. And there are times that I'm I'm convinced that it's Brad Gilbert. I don't think that it is Woodshed Nation. Sometimes I think I've it's...
1: sent you, I've sent you several tweets. I've sent you from three-year Letterman, Gay Michael Jordan, <laughs> and then like three from Wood or two from Woodshed Nation because I got confused and thought it was Brad Gilbert.
0: Do you have any from Woodshed Nation? Yes, we got
1: Wow Delbone break in the <laughs> second set versus Djokovic. <laughs> can he take this to a third set now who you goy and score berline atm <laughs> i mean uh, man
0: but it's sad because it's like the exact thing that he would say
1: yeah he's got he uses all the emojis too which is really funny yeah, that the brad the gilbert part. tweet of this <laughs> week doesn't have any emojis but that's fine man it's uh, he's just he does it so well and i've Honestly, I got confused at first. I was like, "Damn, Brad's really gotten bad," but I was still like, "Wow, it's still Brad Gilbert."
0: Maybe it's not. Maybe it's his trial run.
1: Maybe, maybe that's where his, his burner, account. rough drafts go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> his burner. <laughs> he has a burner so he can spell check his shit even less. What if somebody's <laughs> actually running his like official one, and that's his like, that's his account.
0: Maybe it's the court ordered account when he blows into that breathalyzer. <clears throat> yeah
1: and it's like no you, <laughs>
0: you can't tweet from your regular account you're tweeting from <laughs> Wojak <Wichita> Nation tonight
1: <laughs> oh man but all right we uh, got
0: it. this week's wonderful tweet from Brad <laughs> this was a legitimate it? tweet yeah i've got it here so feder was playing shapovalov and the tweet goes wow very scratchy start from shapstick 16 unforced errors in five games, Vers- versus RF two equals rough sledding start.
1: <laughs> Unforced errors, <laughs> it's tough. <laughs> that's bad.
0: It sounds like Chef from The Muppets.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll tell him. <laughs> <'em. laughs> that's a good reference, man. That's a solid one. That's I a, like that. That's it's a good. One. Yeah, honestly, that's what it. That's what it reminds me of. <laughs> uh the chapstick i can appreciate because it's like i don't even know how to say a guy's name ship Sh- Sh- <laughs> give it a shot <laughs> ship pavlov, Shep- no, pavlov. Gotta... Oh, i see i but i never know how to i always second guess myself and it's because it's a dumb name <laughs> <clears throat> and it's only dumb because i can't say it those are the only good names the only good names are ones i can say there are a lot of really weird names from canada man yeah like i mean it's just that's what you get they're all they're all heathens up there (laughs) illegalized the devil's lettuce um (laughs) but man 16 unforced errors in five games is bad no they're unforced unforced errors i'm sure those are even worse those have to be
0: (laughs) unforced errors yeah i
1: i never i didn't even i couldn't comprehend what he was actually saying I didn't even think about it until just now. But he's actually saying that Pavlov actually lost 16 points out of 20 points on his own. He was just like, yeah, here's here's 16 points.
0: Yeah. I like, mean, it, out of 20. It, it's not good. What's the rough sledding start mean?
1: I don't know. I don't – it's rough sledding, but I don't know what the start part is. Maybe that's just, like, you can't go. Like, you haven't started so maybe it's a rough a start to sledding child. I'm like, maybe, yeah, I don't know. I don't think he'd get that philosophical. I think he just sucks at typing and saying <laughs> things I listened to him and he did also talk like this. I was like, what do you, what do <laughs> you say? The funny thing is that his tweets are just written
0: out versions of things that he would say.
1: Yeah. I don't like, normally I don't listen to people talk about tennis on TV cause I don't really care. And I think that's it. I just don't like the commentary because I know that I would have way more fun just talking about it with you. <laughs> like I just so I just don't listen to it, but I listened to it because Brad was on. And that's really what I'm getting to is that it's so bad. It's terrible. He, I don't I can't understand a word. Like I don't understand the phrases he says. None of it makes sense and nothing matters because it, I don't I don't know.
0: I don't know that's I, a good answer. <laughs> i don't know i don't know man he's,
1: I'm, I'm bamboozled by him
0: oh, what a great word
1: <laughs> yeah
0: yeah bamboozled is taking it lightly i don't i, don't, I have no idea what i
1: just i don't i don't know how he got there i think that's everything about it makes me question how he got to the point he's at and it all stems back to he was like a professional tennis player who was like pretty good but not great he was right
0: he's pretty damn good I think he was top five.
1: Oh, was he yeah i, I thought he was like... top 50
0: No, I think he was at least top ten.
1: If so, I mean, either way, that's I mean, that's still really good, right?
0: No, you think um, someone like that? I mean, oh
1: yeah, look at that! He won twenty singles titles and career high singles ranking of world number four in nineteen ninety. Okay, so he was he was pretty good.
0: All right, let's get into some voicemails. (laughs) Um, actually, just one voicemail this week, but it was a good one. We asked, I think it was on Twitter, who your starting five would be if you had to make. A team solely based off of tennis players from the ATP. And uh, here's what here's what Home Dog had to say.
2: Your call has been forwarded to an automated voice messaging system. At the tone, please record your message. When you've finished recording, you may hang up or press one for more options. Oh, sorry, I'm late for this, but I will go and do it. Uh, my five basketball players the be uh, Isner, Del Potro.
0: Curios and TFO. Hmm, interesting.
1: But no, that's actually pretty good because TFO would run the point.
0: TFO would run the point,
1: which is because he's the shortest.
0: Yes, and the most athletic by far.
1: Yeah, I and he Curios
0: would be like, as yeah. much as I hate him, oh,
1: he'd be like, you're Allen Iverson. Yeah, but like not as not as good. <laughs> I, I don't mean, know even about if the we're Del Del just taking one though, Delpo. See that 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 one is tough. He doesn't move great. He's not that tall. He's like, I mean, he's like Draymond Green.
0: Draymond's way more athletic. I don't think Del is that great of an athlete.
1: I mean, he's got to be a great athlete, really. And the, I, I think that's the thing in the grand scheme of things. I know how good of an athlete he really has to be just because he's that big. And he beat Roger Federer like so many times. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I think that's Draymond's not a great athlete.
0: No, that's that's a, that's a valid take. That's a valid take.
1: But you know what I think I'm doing. I'm giving I'm giving all these guys the benefit of the doubt. Of instead of playing tennis, they played basketball. But I think if it's just they have to be. Are they just going straight from what their current state is and then playing in a basketball game? Or they I would like? assume so.
0: Yeah. i okay. I assume. Okay.
1: Oh, I'd take I'd take Del Potro out then because he's yes, he starting five B. Ooh. I mean, I'd have Isner. I'd have Opelka. I would have probably like Kevin Anderson.
0: Hmm, okay.
1: I would. I would get TFO because I like that. Now that I've heard it, and I don't know who my two guard would. Be. Oh, I'd have Monfi.
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't know why. why
1: yeah. Oh, I'd have Monfi all day.
0: I was thinking about this too. But I I think, get,
1: take a uh, take. Who did I say? Kevin Anderson. Yeah. Give me Songa.
0: Okay. Okay. My exact power, my exact five <laughs> before yeah before you said Songa. My exact five would be Opelka, Isner, Songa, Monfi, and uh, TFO at the point.
1: Yeah. They're I think a pretty that's pretty good, good. Team, I think. Yeah, that's solid. That's solid. I mean, because, you know, Isner is going to have actual, like, basketball experience, and he's 6'11", so even then, that's still going to be, like, you're going to have to put someone big on him.
0: Now, Pelko would have to be good just from being that tall, too.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I honestly haven't seen him much, but I'm sure he played basketball.
0: Right, I'm sure Monfi is. Yeah, you put him in any sport, he's gonna be
1: good. Well, Monfi's dunk like (laughs) Monfi has dunk videos. Yeah, that's true. I'm gonna give the give him that. Song is just an absolute freak of nature. He could be like a uh, he could be a finisher around the rim. You know, you don't even need to really be able to shoot. I bet he could play some good defense too. Yeah. Oh, that's the thing too. We've got a lot of age. We we got a good mixture of like old veterans and then two like super young guys yeah which i think would be good i mean they'd still probably give the knicks a good game (laughs) (laughs) or the grizzlies (laughs) all right that's a good lakers (laughs) oh that's a good one all right i like that one a lot shall we get into this interview yeah man let's do it let's do it all right
0: we have Coach David Roditi. Uh, it was an honor speaking with him, and we'll leave you with this interview now. Here's Coach Roditi from TCU. All right, we've got David Roditi from TCU on the line now. Uh, how's it going, coach? Thanks for uh, thanks for taking the time to join us tonight.
2: Thank you guys. Thanks for everything that you do for the college Senate. really appreciate it.
0: right. Um, so we're gonna get into kind of your background here and yeah uh, you know, how, how did you get involved in tennis and you know when did you start playing and how did you get involved in the sport
2: man it's, uh, I started when I was five years old I lived in Gu- Guadalajara Mexico my parents belonged to a tennis club and in Mexico the tennis clubs are kind of a more of a social club where they have restaurants and soccer fields and other sports other than just tennis. And so we we would just go there and hang out all day and my mom my mom got some lessons, and she was told to go to the squash court and practice. Uh, you know, hit ten against the wall or whatever. And I was five, and I I would go with her and try to do what she was doing. And she claims that I would get there before she did. So uh, that's her her story. So that's how I started. Literally, that was uh, that was it. And then. I remember we had a member m- members versus staff tournament. There was another little kid, uh, five, six years old, that was the son of one of the pros, and that was my first match. So that's all I remember.
1: <laughs> that's actually crazy because that's pretty similar to how I started playing too. Like when my parents were pretty – well, when I was young, I guess they were younger too. I'd start out like four or five years old at the country club, just taking lessons with my mom. So that's actually really funny that we had a very really similar start to our, uh, yes. our tennis venture.
2: Yeah. I actually have a picture of uh shaking hands and uh, neither of us can reach the the net and we're 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 both of us are reaching up to just get over the net and uh, i've been able to in the last five years now i can reach it so uh, i I do a little bit (laughs) that's
1: funny i
0: love that oh that's That's great um so yeah you went through i guess junior tennis in mexico did you play primarily in mexico or did you play uh kind of some international tournaments and how did did that go
2: Mexico until I was 14 years old. Unbelievable experience just traveling all over the country and it was also a very social great atmosphere. I would get on a bus from Guadalajara so you would travel as a section and I would get on the bus with older kids and go to different cities for nationals so very very involved from a young age. And and then at 14, I moved to California. My mom is an American citizen, so I always had dual citizenship. And at 14, I moved to Southern California and uh, lived with a tennis coach that eventually became my guardian uh, for the first two years. And then my family moved to California, so then I lived with my family. So kind of an unusual sort of uh, transition to the U.S., D- didn't live with my family for two years. Um, and then, uh, that's where I met, uh, Devin Bowen, who's now our other coach at TCU. And and the reason I mentioned that is because that's, that's one of the reasons why I ended up at TCU. He was at TCU.
0: Okay. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Kind of piggybacking off of that. Uh, how did you end up picking TCU to, you know, have your college career at and everything?
2: Yeah. So my, my senior year, I, I didn't have a lot of money, so I needed, I needed a big scholarship. And Coach Bartson was, was willing to give me a big scholarship. It was, it was sort of a combination of financial aid, a Pell Grant combined with Athletic. And they were number two in the nation my senior year in high school. They just weren't very well-known maybe at the university like they are today, like we are today. So a uh, great team. Coach Bartson, very quiet man, very humble man, but uh, a legend in, in the world of tennis. Uh, so everybody that I would speak and ask about Coach and he would, um, everybody said really good things about it. So the combination of Coach Bartson, his reputation, the fact that the team was number two in the nation that year, Devin Baldwin was a, a good friend of mine, and he was a sophomore there my senior year. All of those things, and the the, the money situation worked out, so I went to TCU. Wow,
0: that's awesome. Goodness. You, <laughs> certainly yes. sounds like it worked out for you. <laughs> yeah, that's actually really
1: cool. Uh, I that's, loved it. That's another thing that is another kind of parallel to to like i went to uab um and oh great so it seemed like in the yeah that's what that's what i was going to bring up it seems like in the early to mid 90s like a lot of these mid-major schools were real powerhouses of tennis and it hasn't yeah, it's kind of changed a bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Paul Rossner, they had a few South Africans. Von Von
2: Steinman at UAB, they were some of the best. Uh, Eric Bruner, they, they had. Yeah. Oh no, Eric. Yeah, I think that's UAB. Uh They had a great, great team. I mean, they were they were top ten, uh, top eight, top five, just about every year that those guys were there.
1: That uh, makes sense. So. Why. Uh... Makes sense why my coach hated us so much because we were all so bad. <laughs>
2: well, I think I think when when this whole you know when more and more and more money became available and you have the the halves and the half nots. I'm not talking about UAB specifically, but just you know the, every year the, the the gap widens between the Power Five schools and the and the non Power Five. I feel like uh, it's hard it's hard for them to keep up and be able to offer what we can offer.
0: A little bit on your you had a very successful playing. Career career at uh at TCU but uh after after you were done playing how did how did you kind of get into coaching and how did you get to where you are today
2: As soon as I finished I had a lot of success in, in or some success and success in college in the doubles side of things. And I, I thought I should at least give it a shot and play on the tour. So I did that. I had, had some success was able got to 41 ATP in doubles and had a, had a short career. I mean, I made a lot of really dumb decisions. I played too much, <laughs> didn't take care of my body. And I learned, I learned the my lesson, the hard way. And, um, so after four years, I got to play Davis Cup for Mexico. After four years, I, um, I was offered, I was having a lot of injuries and I was literally playing Davis Cup against Venezuela in the summer of 2000 and Coach Center, who had been the coach at TCU for a couple of years got the job at UT and he called me and he said I hear you've been hurt, I know you've been hurt, I know you've been frustrated, are you ready to quit as a player are you ready to to make it about Somebody else, and and I thought uh, being able to start my college coaching career as an assistant right away at, at a school like University of Texas was a great opportunity. Something that I felt at the time I was ready, and something that I would possibly regret if I didn't take I didn't take that opportunity. So I, I did it. I, I was only 28, and um, I was coach centers assistant coach for a couple of years, and then I went the junior route and the USCA route, the academy route, and then the USCA route, and then the Finally, after two or three tries, I got the TCU head job, and uh, I was very happy as a USDA national coach. I loved it. I loved who I worked for. I, lo- I loved who I worked with. I loved what we had going at Carson at the time. It was really exciting, and uh, but TCU had a so sort of special place in my heart. So I think that's what what won at the end was. It was just I couldn't say no to TCU, and that and that was in 2010. So it took me 10 years to wow. to get. You know, yeah. And, and I'm glad. I, I, I feel like every stage that I had as a coach, it's a little bit unique from all, from a lot of other college coaches that I was, I was working with, you know, first I started with college players and then the junior route and not, not the elite junior route, just good, good juniors, competitive juniors, taught beginners, taught advanced players, taught all sorts of players, all levels. And you learn, you learn, you learn a lot. You learn about just teaching. I love teaching, not just coaching, but teaching. So I learned that there, And then when I went to the USCA with all those, all the access to all those great, great coaches and great resources, and obviously working with the best juniors or the best pros in the world that, you know, that I feel like I learned a lot and um, a lot, a lot of uh, just different little things. So so I like it. I like that I can tell the recruit that you know whether he's eight years old trying to learn how to play tennis or he's top 20 or 30 or whatever in the world ATP I can help him so kind of nice.
1: So that actually leads to one of the things I wanted to know was what are some of the things you see that junior players make or what what sort of mistakes do you see a lot of junior players make that would be an easy fix or maybe not an easy fix but just a bad decision?
2: I mean, there, there there are a lot of mistakes, right? Um, it would be hard for me to to prioritize them, but um, I think I would say I would say the goal should always be to just continue to get better, and, and and that was sort of my my philosophy with with the players. is every decision that they made at the end of the day is ask yourself is which which of these two or three choices is going to make me a better player. In the long run, because there's, you know, there's a lot of ways that you can, you can win titles or you can get a higher rating now with UTR. There are ways that you can manipulate the system a little bit. There are ways that you can manipulate the ranking system, and and it doesn't always coincide with what's the best thing for me as a player. What's going to make me better? Which tournament should I go? Do I go play a tournament? Do I keep training? Do I take a week off? Which one is going to make me a better tennis player? So. I would I would advise parents and, and players and of all levels that whatever the answer to that question is, uh, that's that's your answer.
1: No, that's actually super insightful. And I I honest, I wish I would have had someone just sit me down and say that simple thing to me as a junior, right. because I feel like I made a lot of mistakes just not looking at what could make me a better tennis player. It was Oh well, what's going to improve my ranking? What's going to help me right. get noticed more, as opposed to actually being, you know, like a good tennis player? So right,
2: right. and it's you know it's um it's hard because your your parents are hanging out with other parents, and not not all the parents know exactly what they're doing. It's 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 hard, so that you get influenced from different different sides, and it's hard. It's, it's intimidating for the parents, and what might work for one player, it may not work for for other players. I mean, you see it all the time with with families. To have two or three tennis players, children kids that play tennis it's usually the third one that's a good one you know it takes it takes a couple <laughs> takes a couple making a couple mistakes and, and then you get the, the last the last kid is the one that uh, you know the one that didn't get as much attention on the side. that's the one that turned out to be the better player. so I, I, I believe in that there's always exceptions but you know that happens a lot.
0: That, that explains a lot because I was the first to play tennis in my family, so that, <laughs> that explains sorry, a lot of I was things. Hoping, I, was
2: hoping, I was hoping you were the third one, over the you know, fourth one. But, uh, no, I completely th- agree. Always, and We're proof. Always exceptions. Always exceptions. Always exceptions. Well, we weren't. We
1: weren't two of them. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. all right um we'll get into kind of the lighter side of things okay i have to know i i've followed you on twitter and you know seeing your results and everything and some photos for matches the hat that you wear i've got to know the story behind the hat it's not quite a cowboy hat because it's not i don't think big enough but maybe it is where'd the hat come from and when did you decide to rock that look
2: well so so uh, I had a feeling you might ask about that. So it is a cowboy hat, but okay. it's but it's been sort of custom, custom made or whatever. They they cut okay. the rim a little bit. It's a it's a smaller rim, um, supposed to be a slightly more fashionable or whatever. Uh, you, that's you will be the judge of that. <laughs> um, that's a good so, hat. So, so, yeah. And so there's two hats. There's a winter hat and there's a, there's a summer hat. I have uh the winter hat is a legit, legit hat. It's made at a hundred percent out of beaver belly belly. It's, 50 years old and it's been restored and uh so it's actually amazing when it's freezing and it's wet It just everything just sort of rolls off the hat and it keeps your head really warm so so that's a that's a legit hat it'd be hard to get it i've had i've had older gentlemen when i'm on the road either you know parts like chicago or or um new york area type thing, philadelphia area where they they keep asking can I buy it can I buy it so, so if you know about hats it is it is one that I wouldn't know I don't know much about hats but I do know that that, that one is very unique and that's the winter hat but I only wear it when it's cold and then there's the, the the straw hat the straw hat is you know the one that you'll see probably the rest of the season and that's just more of a regular that it's been cut and, and custom a little bit so it doesn't look too too cowboys but um, so I got the hat I got the hat from a friend uh, his name is Roger Sheffalo he, he, that's his hobby and and, and he gave me the hat and I was newly married and I come home and I show my wife I said, check this out you know I got this hat and she goes cool you're not gonna wear it in a match are you And I hadn't th- I hadn't thought about wearing it in a hat in a, in a match so but as soon of course as soon as your wife says you're not gonna wear it in a match are you she you said, have to of course wear it. I am <laughs> yeah exactly so so that's really how how it started and then once I once I wore the first match was against um, it was during spring break. It was a little chilly and we played, um, I believe it was, it was Columbia. We played Columbia and Michigan back to back matches. I believe Columbia was the first one. And I don't know, I put on the hat, kind of ridiculous. But it does fit, does fit the whole Fort Worth. You know, Cowboy theme right. there that we have a lot of, a lot of Western, you know, it's the gate to the west. It is the place of the Cowboys. I mean, you do have the cowboy. the Dallas Cowboys right there. There
1: you go, Cowboys. And
2: uh, yeah, yeah, so, so I don't know, some of you, Somebody kind of, you know, some people sort of made fun of me, and some people make that. I got more comments about the hat than than the fact that we beat the top fifteen or top twenty team at the time. <laughs> so, uh, if you know me, I anything that anything that brings attention to our sport, anything that gets you guys or anybody talking about that is not completely just horrible or embarrassing um <laughs> then uh, i'm i'm all f- i'm all for it i'm all for it you know the the crowd rule and getting people involved and getting the fans a little a little rowdier during matches and for us as players to suck it up I'm, I'm i'm definitely willing to sacrifice on some end to make our sport uh more fun and and um more relevant more um just more of a, a you know main sport out there that people are talking about not just about our sport but maybe the characters in the sport so if i'm the if i'm the short mexican guy that wears a hat then i'll I'll be the short mexican guy that wears a hat i'm okay with that
0: (laughs) i mean i think i can speak on trey's behalf we love the hat i think the hat's a great look and uh that's great and we need to thank you maybe maybe a purple hat is in the future you know purple nice purple cowboy hat. yeah
2: yeah there's you can put a little purple sort of band around it you know a little leather so that oh, could be possible aggressive. but uh i actually tried it and it, it, it didn't look very good so i <laughs> I, I drew the line i figure i figure i have enough purple on so uh, but it's been fun it's been fun and i'm not I'm not the most mature person in the world so maybe it makes me look a little you know a little more uh mature or a little taller or um you know i i often say I, if i'm a player and i'm super nervous and then this coach with a cowboy hat tells me <laughs> (laughs) You know, something it might get them to relax a little bit and realize that at the end of the day, these are college tenants. You know, so we're not we're not uh, doing a brain surgery out there. So maybe that'll help a little bit. I
0: mean, I'm a five foot seven Asian guy, so maybe I need to go look for a cowboy hat too. So yeah, you'll be you'll be at least
2: five five nine. Yeah, exactly. I'll
0: take every single little inch I can get.
2: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. I'm five six, so I'm about five 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 eight with that hat. So there you go. I'll take it. I'll I love it.
1: that. All right. Well, so we we got a couple staples here um, in terms of these. So these are we're gonna throw some would you rather's at you, and just whatever you think, lay it on us. So the first one we're gonna start with okay. is: given your current you know situation, would you rather have a giraffe neck or an elephant trunk coming out of the middle of your face?
2: Where is the the trunk coming out of?
1: Like it's, where, your I, nose, it's, it's where your nose? It's replacing your would
2: nose. Be. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding, guys. I'm kidding. All right. Uh, Let's keep this. Let's keep this. Uh, Oh, man. Oh, man. You know what? You know what? My whole life I've been on the short end, so maybe I, I like to know what it feels like to maybe you know see the top of the head of some of the people. <laughs> so I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with a giraffe giraffe neck.
0: Nice. nice, I love that answer. As a fellow short man, yeah. I love that answer. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I'll admit it. I I'm jealous, so I'll I'll take that.
0: <laughs> oh, that's a good one. All right, so yeah, the majority I think of our guests have. I think the majority have picked. Yeah, giraffe it's neck. been
1: mainly giraffe neck. Okay. I think we had one yeah, well, one so far for the elephant trunk, but it's yeah. just pretty inconvenient.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can think I can think of some ideas that might change their answer. <laughs> so, anyway.
0: All right, um, next, would you rather hear? Would you rather have to eat the same food for the rest of your life, so for every single meal, or you would have to give up social media for the rest of your life? Which one would you pick?
2: Man, I would. I give up social media i i can't i get bored with the same thing over and over and over with anything so uh yeah i'll take i'm i love food i'll give up social media and and uh and eat anything i want whenever i want nice
1: i think i'd i'd give up the social media as well i just don't think i could do the same exact food every single day plus i mean i don't i don't use so i don't ever post or anything so it just makes more sense yeah
2: to I'd, be, enjoy eating. I'd be too uh I'd be too pissed off to be posting or reading anything, you know, I, So, no, I'll take, uh, yeah, I'll give up the social media.
1: Nice. All right. So would you rather fight 100 duck sized horses or one horse sized duck?
2: Man, man. I mean, I, you know, my name is David. I grew up believing in the whole David versus Goliath. I'll, I'll go up against a a horse-sized duck and and give it my best shot. At least it's one guy. Maybe I'll find a rock and hit him in the head or something. Uh, I think that's just too many too many guys and you know that at least you know 10 of those little horses are gonna be have a a little uh a little attitude and um little (laughs) napoleon syndrome or whatever you guys call it and so (laughs) that'd be too tough that'd be too tough i I wouldn't want to deal with that
1: that's fair i mean one a, a duck the size of a horse would be truly terrifying but it's only one terrifying thing i don't know which would be scarier having a hundred tiny horses but
0: i'll tell you what i would there's not an amount of money that you could set a price on that i wouldn't go watch david raditi fight a horse-sized duck
1: <laughs> we'll, we'll get it on the uh, espn plus in the ufc fights
0: <laughs> <laughs> pay-per-view we would hey, sell out baby. venues <laughs> hey
2: i didn't i didn't say i would win i just you know i just said that i would rather uh uh you know i think uh I guess if the duck's gonna get me, I'm gonna suffer a little bit less And just <laughs> too many too many of those little horses just kicking my butt. <laughs> oh,
0: oh that's, that's awesome! That's great. All right, um, switching over to music now. If you had to listen to Uh-oh. one artist or one band for the rest of your life, who would it be?
2: Oh man, <laughs> I, uh, I, ah, uh, music is just not my forte. Um, oh boy. Yeah, that's a tough one. That's a tough one because I don't really, I don't really have a a favorite. I mean, I'm from Mexico, so I love I love Latin music. But like I said, I I can I can get hold of anything. And uh, I will say though, I just saw the the movie, uh, the the Queen movie, Rhapsody. Oh yeah, whatever Bohemian is the name Rhapsody. It. Yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody. And I I I could not believe it. I you know I'm a 45 year old guy. I've been here since 1988. You you would have thought that I lived in you know, I don't know, out in the woods my whole life. I didn't realize how many different songs that they were all queens. Like all these all yeah. these just big time hits and different, completely different from one another, you know. And um, I was so impressed that they were all from from Queen. So right now, whether it's the timing or whatever, I like the the mixture of it. The mixture of it or the, the variety of it. I, I was very impressed. So I, I would have to say Queen right now.
1: Nice. That's- that's not a bad choice by any means Christian wasn't that one of yours yeah, yeah
0: that- the last one of the last episodes actually uh I was the, the tables got turned on us and we had to come up with something really quick and uh Queen was my pick just because I feel like there is a song for every single occasion that Queen came out with.
2: right 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 i was I was very impressed. I wish I had known more about them and and i was i loved the I loved the movie uh I thought it was a great story, so many different aspects to it. I watched it on an airplane, and you know I wouldn't tell anybody that I might have been crying at some point, so I would never tell <laughs> that I would never accept that, especially in public and uh you know when you're when you're on a plane and you're sitting next to some guy you're 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 doing your best uh, to to act like you're not you not uh, maybe have a tear or two there. So I, I loved it. I thought it was great.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't think you have a harder pulse if you didn't shed a couple of tears through that movie.
1: Yeah, I thought it was a great story. <laughs> great story. I, I loved it. All right. Well, so we got another one. One more question for you. Um, one of my favorite things that I discovered throughout my junior career was <coughs> the wide variety of different college tennis recruiting videos that got sent to coaches. So, do yeah, you get yeah. a lot of those? And if so, what has been your what? What? Describe the craziest one you've seen, or funniest? Well, I mean,
2: I, yeah, I mean, there's there's some just hilarious, you know. And it, it's in a way I feel bad because these kids obviously they don't know, you know, they're somewhere in the middle of Eastern Europe or whatever. They don't know the <laughs> level, and and uh, but I did have one that was sent, and I'm, I'm, I bet all the coaches got it. This guy was doing the the ladder, you know, the footwork footwork drills on the ladder, and he did it. I don't know. I want to say fifteen minutes, twenty minutes. Just all the different moves on a ladder, on a on the fo- footwork, <laughs> and they were they were amazing. He was amazing at it. Just incredible. <laughs> Imagine the variety and so fast. And at the time, I was with Mark Chia. He's actually the UAB yeah UAB women's well, Chief. head coach now. Yeah, Chief, Chief. Yeah, he was. Uh, I, he played right. He's one of our best friends. He was my. My first co co coach uh, when I got the job at TTU. and, oh, wow. and we could not stop laughing we, we wanted to see you know eventually you're like can you play tennis or did you send it to the wrong <laughs> sport you no know, we because the first it's just all about the ladder he was just amazing <laughs> footwork and 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 obviously the the tennis was was not very good at all but it, we we thought it was hilarious. Um, the, we just got one. Yes, I think this morning I got one. This morning, nice kid, super kid. I think whoever gets this kid is going to be uh, lucky. He, this kid seems like a, just a quality person. But the, the the video starts with with him first. You get a closeout of the of the serve, just to feed, and it, you know it looks great. Nice nice footwork on the on the serve. And then the next one is uh, somebody feeds him. You know a very slow ball that he has to wait for and hits a tweener. And that's the second time he shows. <laughs> but so that's how the that's that's how the video starts is this guy hitting a ha, having to really, really slow down and wait forever so he can hit a tweener, obviously not during a match and obviously just somebody you can see how a ball was just fed. Um and, and my, my co partner here, Devin Bowen, is like, Great, you know, no 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 college <laughs> coach uh, can turn down a kid who's willing to to wait for five seconds so he can hit a tweener from about the service line you know uh,
1: so it was fun and
2: the kid's actually great the video was good the key can play the kid's good uh but i just thought it was a great way to to start your recruiting video so yes there, there are yeah you get all sorts of things and it's i always find it really interesting and 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 this is the part where we're we're so lucky the facilities that we have, and even in, just in the country, but especially in college tennis, I and mean, some of the best facilities in the world are college campuses. And you see some of these videos, and you, I'm just I look at the courts, and and where they're practicing more than more than the actual you know players, because you can see how lucky how lucky we are, and how um, amazing our facilities are compared to most of the world.
0: Right. No, that's. oh man that's that's so funny i can't imagine opening up a video and just (laughs) getting a tweener in the first 10 seconds (laughs) oh five seconds it's literally like (laughs)
2: that's how it's starts. but but it wasn't during a match you know the guy hit it during a match you're like oh that's pretty cool but somebody just fed him a ball and he he was probably four feet behind the service line by the time he hit it or five feet by the time he hit it he just sent it today it's out there you can probably find it um it was pretty funny We'll, All right. have, we'll have to, we'll have it to it's our homework. We
1: yeah. find it. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: All right. So how's yeah. the, uh, you know, we'll go, we'll wrap up here, but, um, just wanted to, you know, get your initial thoughts on, <laughs> I guess we're about halfway done with the, the spring season and, um, conference plays wow. getting kicked off and. Uh, just wanted to know your initial thoughts of everything um y'all had a very very successful ita indoors yeah congratulations on that first off but uh what, Thank you. what's what's Thank you. Uh, what's Thank it looking you. like for the the horn frogs for the rest of this year
2: yeah I, I i'm i'm glad where we started we have a very unknown i think you guys have referred to us as a lot of unknowns so uh you're absolutely right we 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 had or we have we still have a lot of unknowns as to exactly how good we We are. We could be a lot of new faces, a lot of inexperienced players. We only have two guys in our whole lineup that have played a full season, so that's you know that's not a lot. So I'm very happy. I'm pleased. I'm pleased in the position that we have put ourselves at this point. Um, But at the same time, if we don't if we don't compete and and get some play some high level tennis, it, it 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 could it could go south quickly. We have a very competitive schedule. We're we're at Tennessee here uh, on Wednesday. That's going to be a super tough match. Very good coach. Uh, he's got to be one of the best coaches out there in the country. Uh, love Chris Woodruff and, and James, the assistant. So that's going to be tough. very tough match. And then that's on the run. And then we come home to, to what I would say some really good opportunities because we get to play at home, hopefully, hopefully outdoors where we have a double header with Pepperdine and Loyola Marymount and then we host uh, Arizona State we host Columbia we host Texas we host A&M we host SMU we host Texas Tech so I feel like those are all really good opportunities for us uh, with you know some of those teams are all top 10 ranked and then we go on the road to the Oklahoma and Baylor so that's going to be a yeah, that's going to be an interesting match, I'm sure.
0: No, for sure. And yeah. no, it sounds like you know. I think you you guys surprised a lot of people at ITA indoors, and uh, yeah, I think leading up to that, y'all had a very very close match before. Um, I think with Florida, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah,
2: yeah. And might, uh, that was the first little bit of point. promise.
0: Yeah, that was the first little bit of promise. I was like, you know, this this TCU team can really play, and I think they're going to give a lot of people some uh, some trouble here at and in the, in the indoor. So yeah, um,
2: thank you, thank you. Thank you. We've had some guys step up, and we love our team. I think they're a bunch of really good guys. We love that. It's um, wouldn't trade them for anything. And and we're just having a good time and and doing everything we can to get better. Uh, Devin Ball, when I, I say it every time, he's, he's a machine, an absolute machine with these guys. See, today, I mean, you guys have no idea what this team went through here in, in Tennessee with all the detail and stuff that it took for today's practice, and it's all Devin. So uh we're hoping to, that we get better if we don't then we're going to go straight down and and we got to get a little bit better so that we can compete with those big boys over there with the Big 12 and the teams that we have coming coming in at home nice
0: <laughs> it's a, it's a grueling time of year for sure but uh, uh you get to see a lot of the you know a lot of teams rise or you know the best teams will rise to the occasion right now so uh um but you know, we wish you the best of luck to you and your, your entire staff you. and team. And uh, thank you guys. I thank think I, yeah. I said it a while ago that you're a national treasure that must be protected at all costs, and I mean I mean that you're uh, you're great for this sport and you're great for college tennis. So uh, uh, thank you uh, so much for everything I appreciate that you do.
2: That. Thank you. That's very nice of you to say. I love what you guys are doing. Love it. Absolutely love it. I love the the the, in, the combination of the information with the humor and 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 the create creativity. That you guys have shown, and it sounds like you guys are having a, a blast. And I feel if you're having fun doing what you're doing, then you're gonna have a very good product out there. And I, I love it. I'm a big fan. So, so congrats to you guys, and I appreciate you including me in your in your show.
1: Yeah. Uh, thank you so much, Coach. We we really do appreciate it. It's nice having you know someone established in the in the college tennis sphere to hop on the podcast for us. So, <laughs> thank you.
0: Yeah, no, I'm a big fan. Big fan. Yep. Just doing it but uh you did yeah it. appreciate yes, it you did and, uh, fun stuff. yeah like i said best of luck with everything this coming year and uh we hope to have you back on maybe a reoccurring guest maybe once uh things get a little less busy
2: <laughs> anytime anytime definitely not known for uh, a man of a few words so you, anytime <laughs> you just let me know that we'll have, sounds great. Uh, more fun. Okay. <laughs> sounds All right, guys, great. Thank you so much. You guys have a good night. Really appreciate you. your time. Appreciate yes, it. Thank Same with you. you. Have a good one. Take care. You too. Take care. Bye-bye.
1: All
0: right. Thanks again, Coach Rodditi. Uh I wanted to wish you the best of luck for the rest of this year and would love to have you back on. Uh, what, a, what a cool guy. What a
1: cool yeah, guy. Yeah, man. Huh? honestly oh i wish that i would have been good enough for him to care about me (laughs) all
0: right so this next week's next episode we would love to hear we tweeted it out and we want to know if there are any celebrity tennis player lookalikes that you would love to give us i think we talked about it a couple episodes ago maybe an episode ago we compared yeah who was it david ferrer and lord farquad
1: yes and of I, yeah i look like a beautiful human being too <laughs> look at me who,
0: who, are there any off the top of your head I, I know that what's his name from american pie stifler looks exactly like andy roddick they, yeah they young like, roddick they were twins
1: yeah um, um i can't think of any honestly besides the ones that we've mentioned there have oh to be well, i mean rafa looks like a capybara <laughs> explain
0: explain to people what that is because
1: no, it's, it's the like rodent a rodent thing, right? Yeah, it's a it's a huge rodent rodent thing. It's like one of the biggest rodent things on earth. But yeah, he looks like one. Okay. We'll find a and if you type of that in, we, We'll put that one up. Honestly, the doll capybara there's so many like man, there's memes and memes about it. <laughs> I've never heard of this. Oh. oh man, I'll have It's to, so I'll have to funny. Ch-
0: I'll have to check this out. That's great. <laughs> but yeah, call Let's into see. that voicemail box. It is 336-496-2869. Uh, give us a follow on Twitter. We are Capital W T D and then E U C E
1: underscore pod. Oh my goodness! You remember when you made fun of me for spelling it out on the first episode? I do remember that. And then you're like, "Man, people don't need to know." And, then, and dann- I'm bah- like, "Now bah- you're bah- looking bah- at it, and you can't even." <laughs> and now I'm dyslexic. Basically, it's W T Deuce underscore pod. Just just
0: find it. If you, if you type <laughs> into the bar, What the Deuce podcast, you'll find us. I don't think there are many of us out there. Um, trying to think. Anything else that you would like to plug into the end of this show, Trey?
1: Yeah, man. Everybody go find the Twitter and follow Christian on Instagram to see that video of him getting hit in the face.
0: It's on, it's on my Twitter. It's, on, it's a public account on Twitter, too. I don't need people on on my Instagram. I got enough hate as it is.
1: I don't give a shit, man. I want people. I want as many people to see it as possible. I'm gonna look at it again. Trace oh. finding it right now. I said no nah, man. I sent it to like so many people.
0: Oh, that's good. That's good to know.
1: Oh my! I sent it to people that don't even like tennis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish there was sound. My face still hurts.
0: I didn't have a oh. bruise or
1: anything. It was shocking. <laughs> i am i'm watching the ref now she's actually looking back at oh she was looking that way and she's like saw it out of her peripherals it's funny because it was a he He? he's even
0: greater that you think It's. i assumed
1: (laughs) i assumed it was a woman because of the visor yeah
0: i mean that's a good that's a good assumption (laughs) That's Um, that's
1: why i never liked andy
0: Roddick's. oh that's a shame speaking of him again we're going to plug him in one last time we created a bracket for best slash worst tennis looks out there uh, throughout the history of tennis. And we've got the finals now. Uh, one of the Cracked rap- Rackets contributors and host of the Great Shot Podcast and the Mini Break. And we found a picture of him when he was really fat. And we made him the 16 seed, but he's been our Cinderella story. So he's made it to the finals. It's 16 seed, fat gruskin um, versus Andy Roddick's visor. And I think Andy Rex Pfizer is the greatest look ever. I'll stay loyal to Cracked Rackets and I'll probably vote for Fat Greskin, but be on the lookout for that here in the next couple of days. That'll be the finals matchup. Um, speaking of that, if you haven't already done so, make sure to check out all the other podcasts on Cracked Rackets. Uh, we got the mini break, which is every single day. You're, you're going to have your daily tennis news. Um, you'll have actually a probably good take and good analysis on the game of tennis, unlike what we do over here. And then the Great Shot Podcast <laughs> is also a good one, too, for um, interviews and other insight. Um, so be sure to check those out as well. All right, Trey, any final remarks?
1: Yes, actually, I do have something I'd like to plug. Go for it. All right, I'd like to talk about how brilliant Steve Spurrier is because he managed to get oh, the AAF. I hate he managed he managed to get the AAF to crumble the week before the Masters.
0: Okay, that's cool, but like (laughs) that guy.
1: (laughs) What a baller move by Steve, the old ball coach. The old ball. (laughs) Oh man, I do think that's so funny. I really can't believe that they took two hundred fifty million dollars and then spent all of it in like four weeks and couldn't pay anybody. (laughs) How do you mess up that badly? Like, how do you not have anybody with any financial like business experience? And they signed Johnny Manziel. And well, That's like... the thing. Honestly, I thought it was like Kurt Warner and like Heinz Ward were behind it. And I was they kept saying like, yeah, we've got like we're creating the league. And I thought that meant that they had people that knew what they were doing, that were helping them. And they didn't. They didn't mean that. They just meant like, yeah, oh, hey, we're dudes. making this league. Almost <laughs> like, oh, dudes. goodness, I'm gonna
0: create a football league.
1: <laughs> I really liked it. I thought it was a great concept. You
0: just liked it because Birmingham had a team.
1: Birmingham had a team, and they were going to the playoffs, and they had the (laughs) funniest stat line for any running back in Trent Richardson (laughs) who had like 355 yards on 125 carries for (laughs) 2.9-yard average, but he had 11 touchdowns in eight games.
0: (laughs) But now it's been canceled.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, man, he's a record setter. Nobody's ever going to break that record.
0: Yeah, because no one's ever going to play in the AAF again.
1: Well yeah, but man, that's history. <laughs> That'll probably f- get remembered longer than I will. Shut the f up. <laughs> <laughs> All right everybody.
0: Thanks for listening. Come back next time. Uh we will see you again.